friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on this Friday, July the 22nd. And wherever you are, whenever you are listening to this, my friends, I wish you God's life. I wish you God's goodness. I wish you an awareness of God's presence and God's love for you this day. Hey, thank you for being with me and breaking open more of God's word as we have done these past what? Gosh, I think we're going on about two months now almost. Uh, We are going to look at two readings. We are going to look at the first reading for this coming weekend for Sunday's uh, liturgy, which is the 17th Sunday in Ordinary Time, and we're going to look at the gospel. Uh, There's pretty clear thread. You're not going to have to look too far to see it. Um, but, But this thread that we see is a dangerous one. Uh, It has a pitfall, and we want to make sure that we don't fall in that. I think you're going to see it as well. But it's just, let's, let's chew on it, let's meditate on it, let's prepare ourselves for when we hear the word this weekend uh, that will already kind of take root within us, and uh, let's let those seeds grow, shall we? So if you're following along at home, we're going to use the New American uh, version. That's the one we're going to hear on Sunday. The first reading will be Genesis chapter 18, verses 20 to 32. So Genesis 18, verses 20 to 32, so kind of long. And then the gospel is kind of long too. Luke 11, verses 1 to 13. You remember we ended chapter 10 last week, so we're starting 11, 1 to 13. So let's not sit here and listen to me yap. Let's break open God's word and let's invite the Holy Spirit to let that word find purchase, find a place uh, of, uh, of rest, of soil, uh, to grow within us. A reading from the book of Genesis. In those days, the Lord said, The outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is so great, and their sins so grave, that I must go down and see whether or not their actions fully correspond to the cry against them that comes to me. I mean to find out. While Abraham's visitors walked on farther toward Sodom, the Lord remained standing before Abraham. Then Abraham drew nearer and said, Will you sweep away the innocent with the guilty? Suppose there were 50 innocent people in the city. Would you wipe out the place rather than spare it for the sake of the 50 innocent people within it? Far be it from you to do such a thing, to make the innocent die with the guilty, so that the innocent and the guilty would be treated alike. Should not the judge of all the world act with justice? The Lord replied, If I find 50 innocent people in the city of Sodom, I will spare the whole place for their sake. Abraham spoke up again. See how I am presuming to speak to my Lord, though I am but dust and ashes. What if there are five less than fifty innocent people? Will you destroy the whole city because of those five? He answered, I will not destroy it if I find forty-five there. But Abraham persisted saying, What if only forty are found there? God replied, I will forbear doing it for the sake of the forty. Then Abraham said, Let my Lord not grow impatient if I go on. What if only thirty are found there? 
God replied, I will forbear doing it if I can find but 30 there. Still, Abraham went on, Since I have thus dared to speak to my Lord, what if there are no more than 20? The Lord answered, I will not destroy it for the sake of the 20. But he still persisted. Please let my Lord not grow angry if I speak up this last time. What if there are at least 10 there? God replied, for the sake of those 10, I will not destroy it. My friends, the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So now, let's take a look at the gospel. How can a story like that find its, uh, its similarity in a gospel story? Well, welcome to Luke chapter 11. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus was praying in a certain place. And when he had finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. He said to them, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread and forgive us our sins, for we ourselves forgive everyone in debt to us. And do not subject us to the final test. And he said to them, Suppose one of you has a friend to whom he goes at midnight and says, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread, for a friend of mine has arrived at my house from a journey, and I have nothing to offer him. And he says in reply from within, Do not bother me. The door has already been locked, and my children and I are already in bed. I cannot get up to give you anything. I tell you, if he does not get If he does not get up to give the visitor the loaves because of their friendship, he will get up to give him whatever he needs because of his persistence. And I tell you, ask and you will receive. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. What father among you? would hand his son a snake when he asks for a fish, or hand him a scorpion when he asks for an egg. If you then, who are wicked, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? My friends, the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So, my friends, before I dive in and start kind of dissecting and taking this where, well, I hope where the Spirit of God wants me to take it, but where I'll take it, what did the Word of God say to you? Now, even if you need to pause that podcast to come up, this podcast to come up with something and just hold on, that's great because the Spirit is going to meet us where the Spirit meets us. And, and how the Spirit of God uses the Word of God and speaks to you may be incredibly different than how it speaks to me. And that's okay. In fact, I'll even go beyond that to say that's not only okay, that's unbelievably wonderful. Because the Word of God is bigger, most definitely bigger than me. It is most definitely bigger than you. It is bigger than all of us. 
and and where we are today. Maybe we may be in a different place a year from now, just as we were in a different place last year. And where we are kind of is is gives us that vantage point for how we see and how we may open ourselves. So where did God speak to you today? Hold on to that. Hold on to that. Now, let me break open what I see where God is inviting us, at least, you know, again, this is, this is just for today. If I do this podcast tomorrow, it might be very different. But to me, that idea of persistence, where Jesus says, listen, you know, if he, if he doesn't open up the door because of the friendship or doesn't give the loaf because of that, he's going to do it because of his persistence. And if Abraham was anything in the first reading, he was persistent, right? Now, there are two traps, two traps that these readings can easily invite us into. And my friends, we need to avoid them. Because if we read this incorrectly and we share this with others, I think we are getting the heart of God wrongly. What are those traps? Trap number one, that Abraham was better than God. That Abraham uh, needed to remind God of who God is. That God wanted to uh, destroy Sodom. Couldn't wait to throw down some fire and brimstone. And it was only the goodness of Abraham that slowed him down, right? That God is a God of violence. And Abraham, thanks be to whoever, Sarah, the, the fatted calf, the three people that just visited last week, whatever it is, that Abraham was the, had the upper moral ground in that relationship. Of course not. Brothers and sisters, do not fall into that because that's not what the, the reading is inviting us to. And that simply is not the case. All right? Now, I've got a theory on why that is, but don't ever, ever think that the God who we adore and praise is a God who desires violence because a God like that does not desire our adoration nor our praise. Trap number one. Trap number two. If we pray just right, we're going to get what we need, right? Abraham had the right words and whittled God down to ten. He, he must have just known exactly how to do it. God begrudgingly gave it to him, but he gave in. And Jesus, gosh, he tells us, and I tell you, ask and you will receive, seek and you will find, knock and the door will be open to you. Well, I asked that my mother wouldn't, wouldn't pass away of Alzheimer's, so I must not have asked right. I must not have had the right words. I must have been, uh, God must not have found me pure enough or my prayers pure enough or my hope pure enough, and, and I didn't do it wrong. Like, God is a vending machine, and if I do do something right, God will, uh, you know, answer my prayers because of my holiness, because it's all about me and how I say something or how I act or whatever. All I got to do is find that right thing, huh? Whatever it is, and God becomes, uh, you know, a, a puppet of mine. Trap number two, God is bigger. God is so much bigger. This is about hearts. It's about the heart of God and about our own hearts. But it's not about God fashioning God's heart in our image. It's the other way. It's the other way. Brothers and sisters, prayer is a great mystery. But here is what 
I invite us to ponder and chew on with this gospel. And that is this persistence. When you pray, what do you pray for? How, how large are your prayers? Now, there's no judgment in this, none at all. All I'm trying to do is hold up a mirror and ask a question, okay? And, and listen, I hope, I hope that you are praying for yourself because you know what? When I sit in silence and I see inwardly all these things and places and, and, and uh, motives and uh, impurities that come up before me in my own being, and I'm humbled and I'm, I'm ashamed or whatever, I do pray, Holy Spirit, Lord, come into these places, make them new. Uh, because only to the extent that you and I, my friends, are open to the Spirit of God, uh, can we carry this God with us throughout our days. So I indeed hope that you are praying for whatever is going on in your life. If you are struggling with a relationship, I hope indeed you are praying for that. If you are, are struggling at work, I hope indeed you pray for, for whatever that, that is, patience, strength, uh, a, a, new, uh, a new hope, whatever it is. I hope you're praying for your loved ones, uh, those close to you. Be there your, your, your spouse, be there your, your children, be that your, your parents, be that your best friends. Whatever that is, that is beautiful too. And whatever's going on with them. But brothers and sisters, do our prayers go larger? Abraham was praying on behalf of a city. He didn't know all those people. He knew one, his nephew Lot. And, and, um, and I expect he knew some others, but he didn't know a whole city, but he was praying on behalf of that city. And he was praying on behalf of those who may be innocent within the city. Brothers and sisters, I love this. I love this about, about um, Abraham here, right? Job does it if we ever read the book of Job. Job just, he, he speaks honestly to God. The psalmists speak honestly to God. Jesus, goodness sakes, from the cross, right? My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? You of all people. Yeah, I, I, I thought I was good to go. Brothers and sisters, do we have the intestinal fortitude? Do we have the passion and desire to dream big and pray big? Not to remind God of who God is, but in a sense, do we trust that God can do what we invite God to do? Are our prayers small because we think God is small? We would never say it like that. But you know what? Oh, God, God's got so much on his plate. He doesn't need to worry about me. Oh, God, you know, yeah, 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 this false humility crap. Get rid of that stuff. Right? Put God, have the courage of Abraham with God. Have the courage of this person who goes to their next door neighbor and says, hey, I had a friend come at an, at an unexpected time. Can you give me some bread? Hey, man, my kids were in bed. What are you talking about? You go away. If they don't give it because of their, their friendship, they'll give it because of persistence. Now, sounds like I'm getting dangerously close to God can be cajoled. Prayer is a mystery to me. And it's a mystery to you, but here's, here's what I know prayer to be. Prayer invites us into the heart of God. I, I think that this Abraham, this whole, I, I don't think God was testing Abraham. I don't think God was, 
wanting revenge and he's like dang that dang abraham all right just for the 10 i'll i'll wait and just on behalf of the 10 he was inviting abraham to put on the heart of god and the more abraham did that the more he became like god in his desire for justice in his desire for goodness in his desire for the city of sodom to have a second third 80th whatever chance how big are our prayers? I hope, again, you're praying for your loved ones. I hope you're praying for you. But brothers and sisters, we live in a world filled with prayer. And here's the deal. Here's the deal. And don't make any mistake about this. Prayer is dangerous. Do not get into prayer. Do not. I, you, can, you can tell your priest, this crazy crackpot podcast dude, Joe, said, do not pray unless you're willing to deal with the effects of prayer. Because what prayer invites us, what God invites us, is not that we put a coin in his slot and, and choose where we want God to go. You know, and so we're, in a sense, God, right? Because that, that world revolves around me. I'm the center of that solar system. What God invites us to do is to put God's heart within us, the mind and heart of God, so we revolve around God as the center. And what prayer does is invites that. That's how Jesus can do these bold, bold statements that says, listen, I tell you, ask and you will receive. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. Why? Because we put on the mind and heart of God. Because we are in God's, we are seeing the world with God's eyes. We are loving the, the world with God's heart. We are, are assessing the world with God's mind. And we are speaking God's words. We become that that essence of God here. And, and he, at the end, God says, okay, you know, hey, listen, you know, what father or mother among you would hand their child a snake if they ask for a fish or, or a scorpion if they ask for an egg? If you then who are wicked, oh, what a, what a word, right? If you who are wicked uh, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will God what, give those gifts, give the egg, give the bread, give the, the you know, fish? Give the Holy Spirit. Brothers and sisters, this is not about controlling God. This is about us saying yes to God, right? What, goodness sakes, there's no, there's no accident that Jesus gave us the Lord's Prayer before this whole thing, right? And what is the essence of the Lord's Prayer? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, not mine. Now, in order for me to do that, Lord, I'm going to need a couple things. Give me what I need today. Maybe that's courage. Maybe that's friendship. Maybe that's hope. Maybe that's life because I'm running from gunshots over in, in Ukraine or in Uvalde, you know, or maybe it's, um, it's, it's uh, a vision. I, I don't know what it is. Give me what I need. You know what it is. And forgive me because I can't carry that baggage. I can't do your work and carry all this baggage that I've, I've done. You give me those things. And Lord... And then the essence is, it's going to point to thy will be done. Thy kingdom come. Yours. It's about you. I want to end with this, brothers and sisters. And it's a quote from Nikos Kazantzakis. Now, I'm probably saying his name wrong. My apologies to Nikos, wherever you are in the kingdom. I uh, quoted a parable from him a handful of weeks ago. Uh, this is just merely a quote that he says. He's written books like The Last Temptation of Christ, Zorba the Greek, this was from a book called Report to Greco. 
And it's simply a quote that says this. And it's three different types of prayer. And do we find ourselves in one of those? So here's what Nico says. Three kinds of souls, three prayers. One, I am a bow in your hands, Lord. Draw me, lest I rot. Two, do not overdraw me, Lord, lest I shall break. And three, overdraw me, Lord, and who cares if I break? Let's pray, my friends. And so we conclude our joyful mysteries this week. And we begin in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. The fifth joyful mystery, the finding of Jesus in the temple. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. My friends, bless you. Thank you for being with me today. May God bless you this Friday. May God be with you this weekend. And I look forward to us being together again next Friday. In the meantime, be well, and God's peace.